Not long ago, in a far-off corner of a place called the Internet, a revolution was born. Forged in the fires of common experience, the survivors of a mysterious movie known only as A Talking Cat came together. Their purpose, to dissect this fascinating failure of a film and broadcast their findings through the cosmos in hopes that future generations might learn from their mistakes. Some would call them heroes, others would call them mad, but despite the grueling road ahead of them, the group would take up this Sisyphean task and become a talking cast? Are they adventurers, sinner as a savior's or Are they demented, love the punishment, I can't be sure But one thing I do know is that the mission here to force To make your life so hard that you'll be pissing on your kitchen floor Welcome to A Talking Cast I'm Sammy I am Dylan And today we welcome our guest back to the show, Andrew Schwartz Welcome back, Yay. Andrew I don't speak until I'm introduced Yeah, we gotta make sure to introduce him early Because we know he's just dying to talk I'm like a vampire, I won't go in until I am allowed in so welcome back to A Talking Cast, the A Talking Cast podcast that nobody ever asked for, but here it is anyway. This is episode five, so we begin at minute four. Yep. And what a what a minute it is. Yes, quite. Um, we still are haunted by the credits with the multicolored shots of the cat doing cat things. I should mention, I have not seen any of this movie before except for episode two where i only saw minute 101 to two (laughs) so this is the second minute i've seen of this movie yep i gotta say not that impressed guys (laughs) andrew's Uh, our wild card impressed yeah yeah how could you not be impressed it's it's great so far right it had a pretty great one shot here i was pretty impressed by that take they did okay so so we get we get our last shots of the credits we see the cat doing cat things in multi-colors um and then we get a pan out to this giant house and enters our hero, who immediately sighs deeply and sadly. Question though, yeah, is it an ensemble cast or is he a hero? Do we ha- do we think one character is our main character? That's a good question. For me, at least, I'm just taking this. Even though I've seen the entire movie, I'm kind of kind of looking at this from the minute. So like. He's definitely the hero of this minute. I thought Toby Jones was going to kill himself like 15 minutes in the movie. He's going to set off the plot. He seemed very depressed. Yeah, he did seem very depressed. Except then he sees his wonderful statue. Is it a statue? I thought it was a tree. So it's a work of art. It's a piece of driftwood and some high heels. See, as as an artist myself, not of that sort, but in general, I like to think that anything can be considered in the the realm of art, at least. So a talking cat is considered art in your eyes. It is. It's its own kind of art, really. He was right to say, why did I get this? What is it doing in my house? What am I doing with my life? Here we get the first look at the at the house, this kind of house of horrors that a lot of this film takes place in. Thoughts on... What is happening there? He says he hired a decorator, I think. Clearly they hired someone's son who wanted to be a decorator and didn't get a professional to do it, I think. Throw these chairs in there. They're red. There's a garage sale across the street. Go get the chairs right now. There's a whole set of They're them. They're rich people. They just want things that have value rather than things that look pretty or anything. 
I do yeah. not know those chairs had any value. Maybe they do though. Maybe they're collector's items. We don't know. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go we can get into this more later, but I mean like there's there's the car chair. There's like this elephant shaped chair in the background. There are like leather couches and weird statues everywhere. Um, I got a big problem with that car chair. <laughs> Did he buy it only just to say room room whenever he entered the room? Apparently. Which segues into our next moment where he says yes. room room and sits in his chair. After musing over the statue, he just breaks into a run and just room room and like plops I, I down. I don't, know if, I don't know if I consider that a run. That was more like. A slight hustle. And his son yeah, is hustle. entirely disinterested. So each time he enters the room, he says, vroom, vroom, and sits <laughs> on the chair. Every day of his life, he has to do that because he sees the chair. Oh. That's horrifying. He's going through a midlife crisis, okay? Well, apparently he, he goes, he goes, you used to love it as a kid, so apparently they've had this ch- like car chair for a good long time it's in pretty good shape for something they've owned for years I, he probably washes that every day cleans it every day and it's just like says to himself vroom, 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 vroom. this was a weird minute this is like my first actual insight into the movie mm-hmm. the characters guys uh uh duffy just pontificating on life now i see the characters i see their lives somewhat there's a lot of eye rolling happening I mean, you can tell you can tell us this because I don't think Sammy and I know, but I always assumed that's just how teenage boys are. Yeah. Yeah, we just go. What now, Dad? <laughs> oh, College, another person. I'll do it when I want to do it. <sighs> Wash the car. Hey, Dad. Here's a tip for you. Why don't you wash the car, Scal? That's the general yeah. feeling that I that I get from from movies and stuff that that's how teenage boys act. But I still act like that. And so after he uh, room rooms, his son asks him why he's home early. Yep. I think he was going to say because I'm going to kill myself. I you know I'm actually surprised that his son has enough interest in like his father's existence to even notice that it's early for him to be home. Yeah, it was a bit unrealistic for me. So we've established that this is unrealistic dialogue. Yes. Oh, this is beyond unrealistic. Which is my main complaint so far. Otherwise, top-notch filmmaking. <laughs> yep. I have a, I have struggle with the vroom vroom, and I struggle with the uh, you're home early. Other than that, the other lines of dialogue in this were great. And then our minute ends with, the, with a very ominous, it's over. <laughs> he came in, he's like, it's over, meaning your life and mine. I'm taking you down with me. This family is over. So I assume Duffy comes to this family to order to prevent this from happening. So I'm sure this is going to be talked about a lot, but what? Do, how do we feel about um, the dad? Mainly, for me, the big takeaway is the dad's hair. Oh, boy. Um, thoughts? Thoughts on the hair situation? <sighs> I cannot stand whatever it is in the middle of his face. Was that a soul patch? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little bit... It's getting to where the length is a little bit too long for a soul patch. It's pretty, it's pretty horrifying. What do you call like a really long stretch, like a little tiny beard that stretches down? Because I know when you have like the two sides up here by the mustache area, like two sides by the nose, it's like a Fu Manchu, but what has he got? I'm looking it up and the internet says 
A chin puff is a narrow version of the goatee that only covers the round part of the chin. That might be it. That's the grossest. That sounds horrifying. <laughs> it looks similar. It's a little longer, but I think that's would what it, we'd have to go with. Uh, why would anyone ever grow that? Just like, oh, I think I'm going to go with chin puff. People will not go, oh, cool. That sounds cool. People go, what are you doing? Well, Scott Ian of Anthrax has like a raccoon tail chin puff. Ugh. Guy. This is clearly why he's in the middle of crisis. He's like got a chin puff going on. His life is in shambles. <laughs> he doesn't know who he is anymore. Yep, he can't even he can't even enter his house without sighing about five times. His son doesn't want anything to do with him. Yep. So he only has one option left for him. He also has a very pronounced butt chin. Yes, that is that is definitely a feature. Oh yeah, yeah. got a cleft. I, think I have a butt chin going on. Oh yeah, you do a little bit. You do you do have a little bit of a butt chin. It's not as it's not as dramatic as his though. He has really big ears too. Like mm-hmm. really big ears. It's freaking me out now that I'm looking at it. I didn't look closely before, but now that I'm looking at his ears, it's really freaking me out. Yep. It I mean, this is not a podcast where we judge people on their appearances, but my god. It is now. This man has it is a lot now. of problems got going on. Oh. <laughs> uh. What's the haircut he's got going on? It's like Balding, but not yet. Yeah, it's like almost balding, weird comb-over situation. Yeah, I was going to say, is he combing over a little on the top there? He's also very blonde. Very blonde. Dyed blonde, perhaps? I think dyed. It's got that, like, brassy tone to it that indicates indicates a bleach gone wrong. He's got the nice car outside, probably. He's got, like, a nice Lamborghini BMW. He's like, oh, I got the hair, I got the chin puff, my life, it's finally going right. It's One great. week later... Oh, no, it's back to the way it was. <laughs> and I just realized how much I hate my house. And my son. <laughs> yeah, tonight. Well, luckily for him, his son seems to hate him too, so I don't think that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Do they mend their relationship in the end? You'll just have to watch, Andrew. So many questions that need answering. This movie <laughs> is making me angry, and I will still not watch the whole thing because I still have episodes to go. Yep. So you'll just uh, you'll just watch it minute by minute, and then you know maybe someday, someday you'll watch it all together. No, never. It'll just forever be a mystery. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm, I think <laughs> I'll live, I'll be able to live my life. Okay. Okay. Good. So yeah, I think uh, I think we have pretty much exhausted this minute. Closing thoughts, folks. Fix the hair. Fix the ch- butt chin. Fix the goddamn chin puff. Oh God. Just, just fix your life. All right. Well, uh, from a talking cast, I've been Dylan. I've been Sammy. I will be Andrew. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time, everybody. Bye. Minute by minute. That's what they'll be diving in to shed some clarity on this hilariously failed attempt. So grab a friend and crack a beer with them and listen in. The talking cast is about to begin. That was episode five of A Talking Cast, the A Talking Cat podcast that nobody ever asked for. Your host was Dylan Reed Miller with co-host Sammy C and with guest host Andrew Schwartz. Episode edited by Darren Husted. Music by Casey Trimble. Voiceover by John Kovaleski. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive producers Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2014, all rights reserved.
This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Productions. A talking cat is owned by Rapid Heart Productions. No infringement is intended. In loving memory of Griffin Doherty.